The 2021 season saw Arizona football win just one game. In 2022, will they win more? Let's find out. Locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching the show. I appreciate everybody out there who has done so already. We're continuing with our uh, pre-recorded episodes just a couple weeks in advance, but doing uh, season previews here, so uh, nothing can really change between... Now, when I'm recording this and uh, when they are uh, going live, this is on uh, August uh, 16th, I believe, something like that. And uh, today, as I'm recording this, July 24th. But the schedules are staying the same, which is why we can do that. I'm on vacation right now, for those of you who don't know. And uh, that's the cool thing about podcasting world. You can listen whenever you want. I can record sort of whenever I want. Not always, because you got to be up to date with uh, the latest and breaking news and such. And if you want to ask me about something like that, I don't know what's going on right now. Maybe there's a big piece of news. Maybe you just have a little question. I won't be able to answer it on the show because I'm not recording new episodes at the moment, but you can DM me at smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore pack 12. Shoot me a message. Ask me a question. I'll just respond to you with uh, those little things we call direct messages. So Arizona's schedule this year has got an over-under win total, according to our friends at BetOnline, proud sponsor of the Lockdown Podcast Network, of two and a half. And in 2021, their over-under win total was also two and a half. Now, the reason that that's actually not terrible news for Wildcat fans is last year, their schedule had a game on it that should have been a win. It ended up not being a win against NAU. But the fact that their over-under win total is the same as it was a season ago when their schedule, at least in the non-conference sense, was easier last year and is definitely tougher this year means that the odds makers do believe, as I have said for, uh, you know, basically the entire time I've been hosting the show, that Arizona is starting to move in the right direction, but they are still a far cry away from being able to contend. I do, however, think it's very possible Arizona could get over that two and a half win total, not by a lot, but let's go through. They start on September 3rd at San Diego State. That's going to be a tough game. That's a San Diego State team that has been talked about plenty here on the show in uh, the past few weeks because of all the conference realignment speculation and whether or not that could be a team Arizona adds or that the Pac-12 adds rather. And that's certainly a leading candidate given their uh, tradition of winning in the Mountain West and also their geographical location. It just makes a lot of sense if the Pac-10 is able to remain the Pac-12 that one of the teams you look to add is a San Diego State. However, San Diego State won 11 or 12 games last year in the Mountain West. Now, is that a Power 5 conference? No. But is it a respectable Group of 5 conference? The answer to that question, I think, is yes. I mean, the Pac-12 should know that. We lost several games on a conference level to Mountain West teams a season ago. Utah lost to San Diego State. Utah, uh, or BYU is not in there, not in the Mountain West. They're uh, an independent. Uh, but Oregon State lost to Utah State in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl last year. 
So it's a conference that you definitely have to respect. Boise State's in that conference. Fresno State is in there as well. They beat UCLA. Boise State has beaten a plethora of teams uh, from the Pac-12 over the years. And is also another potential realignment candidate. So that's a tough way to start for Arizona, especially being on the road. And then the next week they come home against Mississippi State. That's an SEC opponent. Not the strongest SEC team out there. But that, again, is a pretty big-time non-conference game, especially for a school like Arizona that won just one game in the Pac-12 in 2021. That was, of course, against Cal, and it was a Bears team that also had been decimated a little bit by COVID. So Arizona fans, not thinking about that for sure because they were just happy to get a singular win there. But you got former Washington State head coach Mike Leach there with uh, with Mississippi State, and those are just big opportunities for Arizona. I don't expect either to be an upset victory. I think that both of those games fall into the same category for me and Mississippi State more so than SDSU. If Arizona is able to pull off a win, it would be the first significant win. It would only be the second win, of course, but it would be a potentially culture program shifting win not just in terms of how we perceive the Arizona football program, but also how it feels to be in that locker room if you can win either of these games. And Mississippi State would be huge because that's the home opener as well. I mean, if you can find a way to win that game against a Mississippi State team that's, you know, seven, eight wins in the SEC, that would be massive, absolutely massive for Arizona. I don't anticipate that happening because I think the Wildcats are a year or two away from being where Jed Fish has them moving towards. They're headed in that direction, but it is going to take some time. I think both of those games also fall into the same category where moral victories count for something here. For a lot of schools, it's either a win or a loss. There's no in-between, right? Like Oregon State playing Boise State and Fresno State this year. There are no moral victories there. There are just wins and losses. But for Arizona... When you won a single game in 2021, and when Jed Fish got hired, the program had lost 12 straight. I mean, you lost 20 straight as a program. That takes a lot, a lot to come back from. Moral victories will count for something here. So if Arizona can at least show up and compete and, and be you know, in the game at least a little bit with, with one or both of these teams, I think that would be a really, I, I think that'd be an encouraging sign. The next week after Mississippi State, but I anticipate those both being losses, so it'll be an 0-2 start. I don't think that'll be time to hit the panic button because, like I said, Arizona's just not quite there yet. The next week is probably the most important game of their non-conference schedule. At home against North Dakota State. There will be players on that roster with an extra level of motivation to beat an FCS school after Arizona inexplicably lost to NAU a year ago. I understand Arizona was in a bad place. You shouldn't lose to NAU. There's losing to an FCS school, and then there's losing to NAU, which is not a premier FCS football program in the big sky. However, playing North Dakota State is not what you would call, excuse me, a cupcake victory on the schedule for the Wildcats. I mean, this is a bye game where Arizona is paying North Dakota State to come in. But I don't know what you know about FCS football. North Dakota State is the Alabama of the FCS level. There have been rumors of them going FBS for years because they have been so utterly dominant 
They are once again the reigning national champions. I think they've won like eight times in the last 12, 13 years, something like that. I don't know the exact number, but they they are literally Alabama of the FCS uh, of the FCS schools. I think Arizona has improved enough. They should have improved enough and the fact that this is at home to win this game. It's not going to feel like a big win because you're beating an FCS opponent. Most people look at it and go, oh, you beat North Dakota State. Of course you should do that. So it won't feel significant, but it will be for a couple of reasons. I'll tell you about after I tell you about Bilt Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Bilt Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Bilt have given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, a truly elite pairing. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. It sounds like a mouthful, but it's a delicious mouthful once you bite in. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The reason a win against North Dakota State would be significant is twofold. Number one, any win for a team that won just once in 2021. You'll take it. Doesn't matter who it's against. And number two, this is not just an FCS opponent who you would like to be showing growth against by not losing to an FCS school two years in a row, but this is a significantly better FCS level program in, in South Dakota State than than you had last year in NAU. So if you beat this team, if you're Jed Fish in Arizona and you win this game, which you should, and I think they will, what you then have is a is a mark of improvement. And that's what you're looking for when you bottom out like Arizona has. You are looking for tangible results that demonstrate improvement. And that's what this would be. You'd say, look, in 2021, we lost to NAU. In 2022, we beat North Dakota State. That's improvement. Is it a lot? Is it monumental? Is it program shifting? No. But at this point, you have to take the wins where you can get them. I think that'll be one, and I think Jaden Delora will uh, will be making a big, big difference there to win that game against North Dakota State. So what the Wildcats will go to one and two. Then things could get very interesting. They've got a couple of relatively easy conference games to start the Pac-12 slate, and there 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 are a lot of things that uh, that could. This could play out in a number of ways, is is what I'm trying to say. September 24th at Cal. I was initially picking the Bears to win this game because they're at home. But did you know, did you know that Cal hasn't beaten Arizona since 2009? I'm not very high on Cal this year. Their, Their schedule season preview is upcoming here on the show, as will every school. But I just don't think that Cal is going to be that good. I I don't love the Jack Plummer addition at quarterback. I think that that's a downgrade from what they had a season ago with Chase Garbers. And they were a 5-7 team that was 1-7, or 1-6, I think, and then uh, played some better football down the stretch. But repeating that is not always as easy as people think. And I, I, uh, I, I think this is going to be 
win number two. I, I think you're going to have um, th- this might be my strangest team prediction for for the Arizona Wildcats of all the schools that I'm going to go through. And th- this game is a reason why I think they win that and go to two and two. Then they come back home next week and they play Colorado. And because they're at home, I'm taking the Wildcats here. If this were in Boulder, I'd probably take the Buffs. But no matter who's playing quarterback for Colorado, whether it's Brendan Lewis or JT Shrout, I don't feel really confident about that situation. I'd take Jaden Delora over either of those guys anyway. So I've got the better quarterback and a team at home against two schools that are probably going to be near the bottom of the Pac-12. And so because of how the schedule shapes out, I really think Arizona, and I'm sure they would love to be in this position, will be 3-2. and two. But after that, I think it's going to be all losses. <laughs> I think that that's that they get the winnable games kind of out of the way early in their conference schedule. But after that, it just gets a, a lot tougher. But I feel better about where Arizona's going than where Colorado is going. And so I'll take them to win that game at home, go to three and two. Then the next week, uh, they're at home again. They're against Oregon. That's too much of a talent gap right now. In a couple of years, I mean, we've seen Arizona beat Oregon before. But this is just not a not a time where I think the Wildcats are going to be able to pull that off. And, you know, Bo Nix and Dan Lanning, yeah, they're new, somewhat unknown. Bo Nix less so than Dan Lanning as a head coach. But uh, just from a talent standpoint, Oregon's offensive line, I think, can control that game enough to to get a win, whether it's uh, whether it's ugly or not. Arizona gave him a little bit of a battle at Autzen Stadium last year. But ultimately, the Ducks pulled away at the end. Uh, however, Jaden Delora was not the quarterback for Arizona then, and I think that that makes a pretty significant difference. So, I think you, uh, I think you see them lose that game and go to three and three. Then they go at Washington. Now, this will be a winnable game because I'm pretty low on Washington this year. I, I think they're going to have uh, a full kind of rebuild year that under under first year head coach Kalen DeBoer. And that they will not be particularly good. I've got them going four and eight, the Huskies. I think this is one of their wins. Again, a lot of this comes down to whether or not you're playing a team at home or on the road. If that Colorado game were on the road and Washington were at home, I would flip those results. I, I, I would say Arizona will go in, probably lose to Colorado, but come home and, and beat Washington. But that's not the case that we've got. I think they're going to go to Seattle. Uh, it'll be the middle part of the season. Washington will have a couple wins on on the resume, so uh, the fans will still be showing up in in a decent amount of force, um, and that'll make for a, a tough environment. And you know, the the one sliver of hope that the that the Wildcats have there is Jaden Delora knows how to win in that stadium, so he won't be bothered by it, right? I mean, the Apple Cup last year, both teams were well, actually, you know, Washington State was playing for a seventh win that they ultimately got, and the Huskies were trying to just beat their rival again. But fans showed up for that, and Delora performed very well, so he knows what it's like to win in that stadium, which is not something that a lot of former Washington State players can say over the course of their careers, or at least in the last uh, you know decade or so. It's been dominated by Washington in that matchup, but I don't think that he can do uh, enough to overcome you know everything that's there. And, and so I think that'll be a loss. And I think that drops them uh, for a second game in a row. And I, I don't see where they pick up a win on the rest of the schedule. They have a bye. 
They, they have a buy. So if you're going to pull a massive upset, this is the way you do it. Because October 15th is that game against Washington. And then they have a bye, come back home, and then they play USC on October 29th. Not far from Halloween. So, you know, probably have a fun uh, fun theme in the student section. And I really do think they could have three wins at that time. I won't be shocked if it's two. I would be pretty surprised if it's just one. If you lose to Cal and Colorado, that would not be, and or North Dakota State maybe, that wouldn't be great. But I think Arizona can be better than they were last year. They were also in a number of games last year. That's an important thing to consider. It's not as if Arizona was blown out every week. They had games that it looked like they were going to be able to get a victory and just were not able to pull it out at the end. But I think having a stable presence at the quarterback position and you know having a Jed Fish and that staff in uh, for a, a second season, have that continuity and experience for, for the staff is uh, important and that should help. It'd be a pretty big upset to beat USC, and I'm sure Arizona fans will do everything they can to to spur on their team. But I think the talent gap, even with USC's uh, recruiting having been down by their standards in the last couple of years, they've added a bunch of guys in uh, the transfer portal. A little revenge game there for Hunter Eccles, the edge player who came over to Tucson by way of USC. But I think you still have too big of a talent gap here. I think there's a coaching gap as well. Lincoln Riley versus Jed Fish. I think that's advantage USC. So I'll, I'll take the Trojans, and that'll uh, that'll be another loss for for Arizona. So they'll be at three and um, three and five at, at that point. After you play USC, when you're a team in the Pac-12 South, you have to play both of these teams every year. You'd prefer to not play Utah the following week. Unfortunately, Arizona has to play Utah the following week, and it's on the road. Um, Don't have to think about this one too hard. The Utes are going to be a much better football team, top to bottom, better roster, uh, a better quarterback, though I like Delora, Cam Rising, reigning first-team All-Pac-12 performer. And you're in Salt Lake City, where I can't see the Utes losing this year. It's a really, really tough place to play. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Utah there uh, pretty comfortably. I think that could be a game that Arizona goes in, kind of it takes the bruises and, and and gets out and then tries to forget about that one um and i t- i mean brutal two game stretch to go at home against usc then at utah then they have to go at ucla i mean in the pac-12 south those are your top three teams and you got to play them in a row that's why the schedule prediction is is so strange for arizona uh, at least compared to the other ones i've had because their, their schedule is just you know, front loaded with with more beatable teams. And then all of a sudden it just gets really, really tough as as they go down the line. And, and I don't see uh, I, I don't see UCLA losing that game at home to to Arizona. I think the Bruins are, are going to be pretty good this year. I think that their schedule is very favorable, which is why I have them winning 10 games. I don't think they're actually a 10 win caliber team, but I, I think that with the schedule they have, they can uh they, they, they can certainly get to the 10-win mark, and I think that Arizona will be one of those 10. Uh, just don't have the the offensive, explosive firepower just yet. Um, they have added some nice pieces in the portal and recruiting, right? T-Mac, the highly rated four-star wide receiver. Jacob Cowling, who's on the Boletnikoff preseason award watch list coming from UTSA. Uh, there's a running back whose name is eluding me that comes over from Florida State, and then Jane Delora, of course. But um, offensive line, that'll be a question mark. Uh, and just overall talent on the roster on the defensive side, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to match what UCLA has done. And they've got one of the 10 best transfer portal classes in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. So I'll, I'll take UCLA there at home. 
Next week, uh, back-to-back games at home to close the season after what is that three straight or three of four on on the road uh, for Arizona, right? They they go at Cal to start conference play, then at home against Colorado, home against Oregon, but then three of their next four are on the road, and I, I don't see them winning a, a road game this year outside of Cal, who doesn't have much of a home field advantage, and I also don't think it's going to be very good. And there's just something to that that kind of lore and that mystique in college football of like, well, this program hasn't beaten them in a really long time and sometimes you just have their number and the bears haven't beaten arizona since 2009 so i think uh jed fish and company find a way to get that one done but coming down the stretch you got two home games not the not the least winnable games on your schedule Jaden Alora will get a crack against his own team against washington state on november 19th after that ucla game I think that's a loss. I, I think Cam Ward is at the very least going to be able to be what Jaden Delora was a season ago. I think his ceiling is actually a bit higher. He's, he's got a little bit more of uh, of arm talent there, but I love Delora, man. He's he's just such a gamer, and I bet you he comes out and, and competes hard in that game. But the fact that he's going up against his former school, I think can lead guys sometimes to be in a, a mindset where they're forcing the issue and they're trying too hard. And I, I think he has one or two turnovers there against the Cougars who are a better defensive team than you think. Now with Jake Dickert and uh, the, the offense will, I think, be at least as good, should be better. But we have to wait and see how Cam Ward makes the adjustment from the FCS to the FBS Power 5 level. And it is uh, certainly a jump, but guys have made it before. I think Washington State comes in there and uh, and hands Arizona another loss. And then I think uh, Arizona State is still a little better on the roster front. In two years, let's let's revisit, heck in one year, let's revisit this conversation because Arizona State's recruiting is trending way down. I mean, way, way down. And they've been depleted by the transfer portal as well. They've brought in a number of transfers, as uh, you know, to to cope with for some of the losses. But yeah, I, I wanted to pick Arizona in this game, um, but I, I think they're just not quite there yet, and they will have lost a bunch in a row. And you know, maybe the maybe a rivalry is what they need to to get themselves sufficiently motivated to find you know that little bit of moxie and magic to get a win. But I, I think that's a loss. So uh, I, I do think it'll be an L7 for Arizona to end the year just because of how the schedule shapes out. I, I don't think it's going to be uh, a year where they have where typically they would have that sort of losing streak. I don't think they're that kind of team anymore, but it's, it's just not, uh, not not a perfect way to avoid that that sort of streak. Uh, you know, playing a winnable game against Washington on the road. Uh, I, I think if they were to get a win here, it would be in one of those final two home games. And, and would I be totally shocked if it happened? No, I'd be shocked if they beat UCLA, Utah, USC, or Oregon. The other four, they're, they're winnable. I just don't I just don't think it'll happen. Uh, but I wouldn't be quite as surprised if one of those went Arizona's way. And I, I'm really interested to see what, what they can be this year. Because if they, if they do what I'm predicting, which is a 3-9 and nine season, and be over their uh, preseason expected win total of two and a half. I think if that happens, Wildcat fans have to feel good. And look, it sounds strange and it's unfortunate, but you'd have to feel good with two wins as well. Because like I said, uh, with regards to the North Dakota State game, 
You're looking for progress. You're looking for tangible progress and results that you can point to to sell not just recruits but players in your own locker room to convince them to to stay around because now at the transfer portal, that's something that you always have to watch out for. And I I think that they're doing a lot of good things and you have to have the on-field results at some point. But I, I have them going three and nine, two and seven in Pac-12 conference play. I, I don't see a big upset that they can pull here, uh, just because USC is going to be able to score too many points, and then Utah and UCLA on the road. Um, you know, Oregon at home, m- maybe if if Bo Nix doesn't pan out the way that Oregon fans are hoping he will. Uh, but I, again, I just see too much of a talent gap there between the two rosters at this point in time. But Arizona certainly moving in the right direction on uh, the recruiting front. Uh, I probably would have picked them against UW if that had been at home because I'm pretty low on the Huskies. And it was a 21-16 game last year. And Arizona has upgraded massively at quarterback. And I have questions about Washington's quarterback room more so than a lot of schools in the Pac-12. Because uh, Jaden Delora is a massive upgrade over the revolving door of signal callers that they had uh, a season ago. But broadly speaking, though I like him a lot, and like I said, I think he's just a a gamer and a guy who wants to get out there and ball and and play hard. I don't think he's the sort of transcendent talent that can come in and just completely flip the script on a season, but he can help you get better. And, And if he had not been there, I think I might be picking Arizona. I wouldn't pick them to win three games, certainly. I, I've got them beating Cal and Colorado because Delora is there, and, and that's a massive upgrade at the position. And I would you know, consider picking them over Washington because he's there. Uh, whereas if you had either the revolving door of guys that, that, was, that were at the position a season ago, then you wouldn't have it. But he is there, so that's what we're dealing with. Three and nine for Arizona in 2022. I think that's a great place to be headed, right? You just, when you bottom out, win one game, just keep getting better. Just keep making progress. I think the Wildcats will pull that off in 2022. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.